Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode of Two Times the Grind. As you can see, we're in a brand new like setup. We've got yeah. some cool stuff behind us. We're ready to start this really epic journey with you guys. We're doing vodcast, podcast, whatever you guys the fancy. The whole thing. The whole shebang. Yes, ma'am. Um, what are we talking about, P? We're going to be talking about life, right? Life, Call of Duty, Halo, esports. Yeah. Probably cover pretty much everything throughout yeah. the time we do this. It's about us. Yeah. So don't know if that's a dead giveaway with a name, but obviously we're both in esports. I'm Lottie, this is PJ. Um, if you know us, nice to see you again. If you don't, hi. Yep. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're both working in esports. I'm a host. Uh, PJ is a professional uh, player uh, and streamer. So we're just going to talk about what it's like to do what we do, what we think of the things that we're doing in work and our careers and just life as well. We're just going to talk about a bit of everything, anything we want. While we sip a, a sip cup of coffee. joe. So yeah. that's a cool thing that yeah. we're doing on the podcast, right? You know? Little cheers. Oh, yeah. We, little cheers. Little we cheers. go over the wire there, but. Cheers. Cheers. Um, we're actually going to be every week trying out a different coffee grind. Uh, this week, we have a Colombian roast from Ventro Weights. And fun fact, this actually was um, harvested at 6,100 feet up a mountain. That's where the coffee bean was. So it's pretty good. This doesn't rise you up in the morning. I don't know what will, but we're going to be trying it out through uh, through the podcast. See what we think of it. Big big coffee fanatic. So we figured yeah. it went with the name. Mine as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we'll let you know our thoughts at the end of the podcast on what we think of the coffee. So uh, should we have a little sip? Yeah. I, f I heard that in the audio. I know. That Sorry. Little, that was a perfect. Someone's going to soundbite that yeah. and use it as a sound effect. I mean. Hopefully it wasn't too loud. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Quite strong, actually. Yeah, very, it? it's strong, but good. Yeah. Bold. It doesn't actually specify what kind of roast it is. I was going to say, it has to be like a dark roast for it how strong it is. It's very it strong. Is. I mean, yeah. Aventura Waits, let us know if it isn't. And it's a light roast and we're just absolute we're not know, We're not coffee fanatics like we think, <laughs> we, we, basically. We love coffee. Um, but we've got some topics to talk about. First podcast. Um, mm -hmm. First one. Let's talk about what made us want to do this. Why, why did we want to do this podcast? I mean, really, I think a lot of people can relate to it. You know, we work within esports. Obviously, you already said you're a host. I'm a player, streamer, um, and trying to be content creator. And really, we, our life revolves around gaming and esports, and we're talking about it nonstop. And yeah. one day, probably, I think it was a couple months ago, probably, we're like, we should we had a really great discussion about something that was happening. I don't remember. And it was like, we should start a podcast. Yeah. And we just kind of been waiting for the right time since we have. then. We have been waiting for the right time. I think um, I think a lot of people as well have been, you know, I'm obviously in your stream every now and then. Yeah. And I love I love your community and everybody who, who talks in your stream. And it's always a good time. And I think that they Thank have you. started really enjoying our interactions. Yeah. I'm not trying to bake us up or anything because we're the bomb. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, I've, the feedback I think we've kind of got from your stream is that they would love to see more of that. Yeah. But like in real time. Just like, like social media us. in general. Like obviously my yeah. stream, like to what you said, obviously that happens in our stream all the time, but even just social media, you know, we get loads of messages from people. We don't share too much yeah. of our personal lives, but enough that people are, mm. some, I guess, somewhat interested. That sounds weird to say because I don't want to sound like I'm I know. making it's a weird, sound bigger, th like bigger <laughs> than we are, I guess. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, I think it's just, it's more like, we want you guys to get to know us. We want to get to know you guys. And 
you know, it's funny because we, we sometimes like finish work, like so if I'll finish work, I'll finish a broadcast, obviously we're doing it at home, but this was the same when we were traveling and stuff, yeah. or you'd finish a tournament, vice versa, whatever happened. Mm. And like, obviously we're so involved in esports, like just our lives in general, we'd always have like our two cents to yeah. add to whatever oh, we were doing. So like, I'd finish a broadcast, like, oh my gosh, babe, like guess what happened, like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you know, we discussed it at home and it was entertaining and, I remember just thinking like, that'd be kind of cool to talk about yeah. just in general, like how we think about things and and like just say what we want, yeah. but, you know, within reason, obviously. Um, oh. But yeah, that's that's why we're doing this. Yeah. So let's crack on with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think we should start with COD because yeah. I know it's it's been a weird weekend. We've had a bit of Halo and a bit of COD, but yeah. I feel like COD right now, first you know first season back 100 first weekend of first week of points going on the board and really the first like competitive taster of all of our teams yeah so, cold war yeah new cold game war. new season what do you think of cold war actually i really like it mm. you know mw just i enjoyed mw like it was i think mw is really great from the competitive side obviously bringing in warzone and stuff too um cold war is way more my style for watching a competitive game and overall i think treyarch does a really great job of just kind of sorting out like the weapon balancing the spawns stuff I, I, it's obviously never going to be perfect by professional player terms and by people in the community i assume but overall i just think that cold war is a great start to the year yeah i think i completely agree with that and i think it's really nice to have 4v4 back as well i like boots i've always loved boots on the ground i think it's just total preference though that's just preference and yeah. what you prefer i really like that I like um, both yeah i know you do because you're halo mm -hmm. and and it's a little bit different the dynamic with halo is a little bit different from yeah. the way call of duty plays but i think that it's just like i think you can measure it on like how much you want to play mm -hmm. personally as well i think 100%. obviously for me i talk about it so I'm not like every single day, all day grinding the game. That's just not what I do. I do it for pleasure. Um, and we like play pubs and stuff. And I think like it's actually become quite addictive. Yeah. Like how many times I've been like, do you want to play pubs with me? Yeah. Like, do you want to play? Yeah. Like, you know, it's that's, I think, a measurement of how much I enjoy the game anyway, because I just want to play it all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying Cold War. I'm yeah. really enjoying the maps. Well, nice to have Raid back. The fact that you can finish a hard mm. day broadcast or rehearsal or anything like that, and then you still want to play yeah. the game after. That's <laughs> it when makes you, you want to play yeah, the game. Yeah, or it oh, makes you want to play. That's when you know it's off to yeah. a good start of a brand new game. Because I think a lot of times it's probably the opposite for a lot of people. Yeah. Not necessarily people working in esports, but I'm sure like a lot of people will watch and be like, oh, mm. that's enough for me for the mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. But you know, in our in both of our cases, I feel like it's very much, I mean, how many times I'm the same as you, we watch it and we're like, let's go let's, play. Let's play some, let's go <laughs> yeah. play some Call of Duty. Yeah, that is, that is genuinely how it goes sometimes. I think that's a, yeah, definitely a good measurement of like how much you enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm really liking it. What do you think of the competitive maps? Cause obviously we have like revamps of maps. We have raid back and mm -hmm. stuff. What do you think of some of the, the size differences that like we have, obviously like Garrison, we have Checkmate, obviously Checkmate being very small and enclosed yeah. in a different type of lane system to some of the other ones. Um, I think, I feel like it's more punishing. So what are your like thoughts on that? I think bringing in Raid was a really good step in the right direction because initially I just thought some of the maps were just too small. Not like necessarily too small, but there were a lot of the same, you know, you have Crossroads, you have Garrison. I feel like they're slightly play different but slightly ish the same style mm -hmm. um i think bringing on raid it just brings in a different mix and obviously you know there's a lot of a lot of great maps but the, the problem 
I don't want to say problem, but with the veto system yeah. in competitive Call of Duty, you run a, if you don't have raid in there, you run the risk of seeing a lot of the same maps. So raid perfect mix to what the maps already were, and then hopefully they're going to maybe add new. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, we will definitely see. Um, Does yeah. Call of Duty usually add more maps. Um. Uh, <laughs> Don't tend to. Like last I mean, I season. Think, I don't think they added don't anything they did. last yeah. season. So okay. I, I don't know if it's like that's something that's normal. I think it's, I mean, it'd be kind of tricky because yeah. think about it. You start already start your, competi- your, your, sorry, your competitive season. Yeah. And you've had, what, a couple months to try and get used to the game and to learn it and then to throw a new map in mid-season with no break to be able to learn that map cohesively as a team yeah there's no like off time it would be difficult especially with call of duty because the reason why i ask is call of duty is very different to halo halo you'll have like you have off time you have off time and that's when like game game types are changing and there's map type map type rotations and stuff like that call of duty it's very much especially with the league structure it's constant throughout the whole year it would definitely be hard to like take stuff out or add stuff in Yeah, yeah i i think so as well it's um yeah i i don't i don't i probably don't i would say it doesn't happen. Just literally, just logically, I'm sure. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. No, yeah. no, I can't either. Right, um, opening weekend though. So yeah. we need to talk about what we saw. I know that you were playing tournaments and we've kind of the past couple of days been, you know, sitting down with you, watching a few mm-hmm. uh, of like, we're, we've been doing VOD reviews, people. We've been doing some VOD take it, reviews. Take it serious. Taking notes. Um, so I think it's more like, What's your overall thought of it? So you've obviously saw the results. We were doing our pickums together. Yeah. Um, what did you make of it overall? Any shockers for you? There were a couple shockers. Uh, you know, we'll dive into the matches in a little bit. Overall, uh, I love the format change from the first season of CDL to second. Um, having that major, you know, having pro league matches. I don't know if it's technically called pro league, but Halo terms pro league league matches into a major where I think everyone is playing at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah really awesome to see i i just i enjoy just the competitive format in general and even though you know i'm over here playing a halo tournament there's enough downtime where i get to still watch it and for me i love when games just have loads of content to consume over the course of a season yeah something we'll talk about it later on in the podcast or another episode that halo lacks Mm -hmm. but for call of duty you know every day you have something to watch something to look forward to i like that for an esport yeah so yeah, I, I I do too. Um, I love, uh, I love the way that Call of Duty has things at the moment with the league. I can't comment too much just yeah. because of my position. Uh, absolutely. Um, but just no, big fan, love it. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes every game interesting. It makes mm. every match interesting. Every match counts. Obviously, you have the point system, but then the point system towards the end of the majors does dictate your seeding in the major. Um, I think that's really important. And obviously, we had the really cool system where our teams got to choose their groups as well, yeah. which was really cool based on seeding from yeah, last year. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was really, was really interesting. Dope. And the video, yeah. can I just say, in broadcast yeah. was so funny and so good. Yeah. Um, I just liked having... I thought they did it really well, like having everybody on a call and like a representative Absolutely. of each team there. And they had was, a bit of fun with it. It was different and yeah. like fun and a lot of them know each other and <laughs> yeah. it just it makes for good content. I love how it went down the line because they did it in a snake format. <laughs> the last person, Octane, was like, well, why am I even here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, poor Serge. Yeah, really but for him. doing all right this yeah. time around. Not bad. I actually got to interview um, Sam Octane. Because yeah. they um, won. Because they actually won. And yeah. he was, he said to me before the interview as well, he was like, this feels really weird. It's been like a while. Being it's been a while since the they got yeah. the interview. And I was like, enjoy it, man. Lap it up. Let's, yeah. let's talk big time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he was, he was there were really a lot happy. Of good, there were a lot of good matches and some up, mm. some upsets that people might probably predict. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Might probably predict and some that you didn't see coming. I did not see. I love Rocker and I love Dallas. I love yeah. all of our teams. Right? I really do. And I'm a big fan of all of them. Um, but there's times where you you know, you don't expect stuff to happen or you base, you know, from what we've seen so far, just stats wise and stuff, Empire unstoppable. Yeah. And I really didn't think Rock was the team to stop them just because of the way that they came into the league and they hadn't been performing. I think they played LA Thieves. They played they? LA, yeah. And I just was like, oh, well, if they can't, if they can't beat LA Thieves when coming mm-hmm. into this matchup, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, crazy. It, it's crazy. safe. To, it's safe to say that too, because with the league structure, that's how your people are going to make predictions. That's how you can assume who's yeah. going to win, who isn't. Because when you watch LA beat Rocker, and you in your head are thinking, "Oh, Empire is probably better than LA at the moment." Yeah, and then yeah, Empire you, you is think yeah, about yeah. It, don't and then you? Empire is playing Rocker. Like, oh, yeah. Empire is gonna Empire's got this. You just like you try and think about it logically, especially at the beginning of the season and for Pickums because I've been taking that so seriously and I made yeah. such a big error with my Pickums. I know. The other day, I was so upset. So like, you know how you save. can. I know. You know you can you can change them. There's like a timer. There's a timer before the day starts. Basically, you can change them up until the start of the day, like 3 p.m. I'm pretty sure. It, it might be slightly before that, but I think it is up till three. <laughs> And I was like, no, I think Serge are going to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, love you, London. Love you, UK. Appreciate you so much. Homeland. But I think Serge could do it. So I changed. I even came in before PJ yeah. started streaming and starting his tournament. I said, look, I'm going with Serge, man. Yeah. I'm going with well, Serge. We he talk, was like, we yeah, talk, sure. Because we talked about it we earlier did. on. We talked about it at breakfast. Yeah. Like, trust me, our whole day is made up yeah. of cod. Like, it is. And I was like, I'm going to go with Serge. Yeah. Three two because London is a question mark. Yeah, with playing with Parasite again. No offense yeah. to him, but you Honey know, not, not potentially. As yeah, well. I we thought I thought they it. could either come out and three zero them, yeah. like three zero surge, just honeymooning and playing amazing, mm-hmm. or it's like you just don't have your actual fourth, so yeah. you don't know how it's going to go. Well, I went in before my broadcast during my rehearsal, <laughs> changed my pickums to three two surge. Yeah. I didn't click yeah. the green button right at the top saying save predictions and. I was, I had no idea the whole time. So through the whole match, I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, thank God. Like, so happy. I was gleaming from ear to ear. And when I went to my pick so go and rack up my points. User error. I was left in devastation. Yeah. I had still got 3-2 London on the card. So I got zero yeah. points. I actually came in yeah. and he, you were about to start, weren't you? Yeah, I, and she, I she was you dev- to not start devastated. To tell you Devi- how upset devastated. I was. <laughs> I was. Do you know what the worst part about it is as well? What's that? I was doing really well up until that point. Yeah. Granted, I missed the uh, game for your marquee match point double points the day before. Fine, whatever. Which one is that? Um, it was the. It was the bigger match. Oh, what was it? It's too many matches. Thieves uh, subliners. Yes, these yeah. subliners. Um, and yeah, missed that entirely. Thought it was going to be uh, subliners. Wasn't you know? That's a different story. But to then get no points yeah, for the match, I hurt. knew, and mm. I would have got three. I was so upsetting. And then later on in the broadcast, they bring up our leaderboard, our talent oh, leaderboard. No. 
and I had to squint and smile through and I was fuming. Yeah. I could have cried. I was so annoyed. You should have took the time to <laughs> on broadcast explain <laughs> like, what happened. Well, the thing is like, this is something you don't understand in broadcast. Like there's a lot of people in chat who are like, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, you have no idea how yeah. fast we have to talk. Yeah. Like we have to fill a little bit of time. Like that's the whole point of having our game breaks. Yeah. We entertain you while we are waiting. It's either that or a black screen with yeah. some numbers on it counting down um so we try and entertain you and stuff but i'm not joking i have to summarize a point so quickly yeah may not seem like that to you but i have to get out what i have 50 notes on in like a sentence and same with and same with mr x and he's on same with enable anyone we have to literally like summarize very quickly it's really hard to do that because you want to explain why you're thinking that way and then oh you take the time yeah you take the time you're watching every match you do the research you have all these statistics to back up Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as long as there's no tech problems, you yeah. really want to at the same time get it to the match as soon as you can. So yeah, it's it, it can be really hard sometimes, yeah. but hey, it's, it's all fun and games, isn't it? It's all now fun you, and games. You could you could talk on the podcast as long as you as long as you need <laughs> break down everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna, just gonna say <laughs> everything I want to say now. Um, okay. Let's talk about let's talk about the games like in general. I think. Yeah. So. Dallas versus Rocker. We've kind of already said a little bit yeah. about that, but let's actually get in depth with it. Um, from what I saw that, you know, ugh, there's not many reasonings of why this happened and why the upset uh, happened or occurred. But I remember obviously the first part, there was a bit of an issue with the game. We yeah. won't go into it too much, um, but we had to have a restart, okay. a server issue, nothing, yeah. nothing major in terms of like cheating or anything, nothing like that. Just a bit of a server issue. I uh, had to start the game, but they were smoking them. Dallas were smoking. At the start. Rocker. Oh, it was okay. like 150 yeah, to I, 2. Yeah, I didn't see the Checkmate. initial beginning. Yeah. Were they playing? Like Rocker were playing? Yeah, they were playing. Yeah, they all were four. playing. Yeah, they were. They, all four. I'm pretty sure all four were playing. I think what was happening was every single person, yeah. so not just one team, both teams were like, occasionally you'd see somebody running in the same place, oh, but then okay. they'd continue. Yeah. Or a bit of stuttering. Uh, just things didn't seem did, quite right. Did Rocker win the replay of game one? Um, I can't remember. I thought Empire... I, no, they didn't win the replay. Okay, so Empire wins they game win, one. Yeah, Empire did win game one, but it was close. Close, much yeah, closer. Yeah, it was yeah. much closer. And that kind of started your, you know, thinking process like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Because ideally, this could be ideally they should... Empire, you think they'd Continue probably smoke them smoke on them the Empire. Yeah. Or and on that, that was the point. first inkling of like, yeah. something might go wrong here. Um. And then obviously like S and D is where it really broke down for them. Yeah. That's where it really went wrong. Um, so it was interesting just to see kind of like Rocker's reaction to like winning. It meant everything to them. Oh, yeah. like, they were so happy with that because yeah. it cemented them as potentially one of the top teams. But the question is like, can they do it again? So from what you've yeah. seen from them, what do you think? It, it's interesting. So I would still have Empire. I still hold Empire to really a high standard. Yeah. They... It's a, it was a really weird series, and I think what it comes down to is that they just lost, they lost both SNDs, if I'm not all right. Yeah, they, they won did, both. Yeah. They lost both yeah. SNDs, mm-hmm. and with Empire, I'm not necessarily worried that SND is going to be a weak point. Like when I think back to last season, I, I don't I wasn't like ooh this is a weak game type for them. Mm-hmm. You know they have Rambo coaching them, Shotzi, Illy, Huke, I mean even Krim, all amazing SND players. I think that really, though, what it showed is just how close a lot of these teams are. You know, LA beats Rocker. Yeah. Then Rocker beats Empire. It's just showing how tight the competition is. So I wouldn't like be like, oh, mm. I'm super concerned for Empire. Yeah. But at the same time, it just 
I guess, gives me some hope that there can be a lot of upsets throughout the entire yeah. entire season. I mean, I it's interesting because it happened already, like yeah. quite a bit. And it's funny because you wouldn't think it would be a big upset yeah. the first week the first of the week, season. Yeah. But that's how hot Dallas came out of the game yeah. right away. Like they, they weren't just winning the games. They were literally smoking. Yeah. It was embarrassing. For and everything else playing. went pretty routine. Like every yeah. game up until that day went pretty routine. I'm literally just bringing up, I'm just bringing up the... Um, the details. game and the match yeah. details so just to, to tell you guys for context so yeah so this is how oh, this wow. is how game close. yeah game yeah. fives went right so rocker rocker lost the first hard point checkmate uh 201 to 250 okay then we had uh s and d moscow and rocker won that six three so pretty good s and d mm-hmm. was looking pretty strong like they didn't get past halfway half points so that was that's pretty good holding off their own there yeah rocker 3-2 and control, Garrison. It was Garrison for the rest. Shocker. We see Garrison all the time. Um, all three Garrison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 3-2 control. So Rocker won that yeah. control. That it, was actually really interesting control. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch it. Mm. But it that's what it is like with these top teams. Like, you know, I, you'd still rank Empire above Rocker, right? We mm-hmm, agree on that. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. That's what's so tough with Search and Destroy. If you can just sneak a respawn yeah, on a team and you're good and you're yeah. good at SND, you got to really, in a best of five, you got a really great also, chance th- at winning. It was like, if you actually look at everything, so Rocker, lose first hard point, win S&D, win control. Yeah. They're already then, even though they lost the first game, they're yeah. already 2-1 two, two two one one, up, yeah. which is so big. If you can win that middle, that control yeah. in the middle, that's you, ideal. You're not you're not sitting there panicked because you're up 2-1. You're up 2-1 in the series. Yeah. You go into a hard point to the underdog. You're sitting there going... If we win this, great. Yeah. But we got it to a game five, no matter what. That's what you need to do as yeah. the underdog. Yeah. And if you're really good at S and D, like obviously, it doesn't top and tail it, but in a way it does because if you do lose that first hard point, that first respawn, if you can win both of your S and Ds, and you know that you can kind of win that control, which yeah. is control is like for people who don't know, it's like a really nice merge of both. Yeah. So it's like a it's like respawn with S and D merged together, made a baby love child of <laughs> S&D and I love I love control point and stuff so it's if you're good at S&D naturally you're pretty good at control like if you can if you can merge your your respawns with your S&D game yeah. then you're naturally pretty good at control so that to win that middle one is huge yeah. I think Rocker actually I don't know what their plan was mm. if that was their plan to, they knew they were coming up against Rocky. You have, you, uh, sorry, Dallas. You have the schedule. Yeah. So if you know that you can try and win at those points, that's a really smart way to go about it. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, because if you flip this, if you flip the script a little bit, and Empire go up two zero. Yeah. You're probably not beating them if no. you go up two zero. No, if if Empire's up two zero, you're going to lose either game three or you're going to lose game four. Yeah. And that's why winning S and D is is huge. Yeah. And it, you saw it through a lot of. An optic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to dive right into that or not, but yeah, I mean, we could talk about that next, but it's it's exactly the same thing and not necessarily phase versus optic. I wouldn't necessarily say there's an underdog to that matchup at the moment. No, not to, well, you're figuring it out. That match is literally figuring it out. But it shows you why S&D is so important. Yeah, I, I think, I think heading into the optic match, which we will talk about, we'll just talk about next. I got a question for you, like yeah. as a player. So, if uh, something I noticed out of both games, okay, um, Halo, I, and Call, Halo and Call of Duty. 
Um, or bo- no, no, or no, both, bo- games sorry, both games. Okay, yeah, both games. Gotcha. So uh, Rocker, Empire, and uh, Optic uh, Phase. Gotcha. So how does this work? And tell me if like this is just a coincidence. But mm-hmm. I did notice that on the Empire game, Shotzi wasn't performing very well mm-hmm. and Krim wasn't performing very well. Okay. Okay. They didn't across most of the games. They yeah. just didn't perform well. In the Optic game, mm-hmm. Skump wasn't there for the first three maps. Like okay. basically wasn't there. Um, and uh, that was like, that was really difficult to yeah. watch because it just wasn't happening. And it, at one point, Formal also, I think it was an S&D, Formal wasn't performing very okay. well either. Um, how much do you think that plays into losing something like, you know, the S&Ds, the control? Yeah, I mean, you know, both teams. yeah, if you're not like, so for Empire versus rocker who'd you say Shotzi wasn't playing his best Shotzi, and krim wasn't playing the yeah. best i'd still say that that's a matchup even if you're not playing your best the empire probably looks to win no matter what okay right? even though they're being outslayed to even like madness not because if they're being outslayed really hard it's gonna be hard to win but again you're still figuring it out they're the better you would assume they're the better team mm-hmm. they're gonna figure out a way to pull out the series krim Shotzi might not be playing their best but they're still making the crucial plays to win the game against right. a team that right. is, should technically be ranked under them. Mm-hmm. Phase versus Optic is a tough one because that's a potential like finals matchup. You know, could, yeah. you could see both those teams being first, being second with a couple other teams. If you're not performing your best against your toughest competition, it's going to be really hard to win because ideally, at least the other team is hoping all four of them are playing lights out as well. Yeah. And I think like with, especially with Optic, um, because I feel like Dallas could have won. Yeah, they could have won. Like it's obviously the S and D is different. The final S and D score was six two. Yeah, that's pretty much like a beating. But mm-hmm. you know, looking at the hard points and I mean the control three two super super close. Yeah. I feel like they could have won it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of difficult to say and judge. But with optic, I just didn't see it happening. Like you could kind of tell things were falling apart. Optics tough because they could have won. Yeah. But the, so the optics situation is a little bit different for me at least mm-hmm. because they could have won. Yeah. They had game four almost wrapped up. Yeah. And so even though Scump and Formal weren't playing good, and if they if they're looking at that series, they're even being like, okay, we almost won when we weren't playing our best. Yeah. They almost That's won true. it. The problem with optic is that for in my opinion and what i've seen and you know you can go back to multiple different titles search and destroy just isn't their strong suit well i know they've said they've literally said it and we've said it countless times yeah they're notorious for being having a pause yeah. yeah and that's a when you're going up against you know the league is condensed to four poor, yeah it's still they probably still have a winning them. they still have a winning record probably yeah. not yeah. at the moment but normally but, yeah. they have a winning yeah. record but when you're going up against like atlanta phase and ideally every game type could go anyway yeah you're putting a lot on your response to have to beat the fa- atlanta phase in three response yeah because yeah i mean the chances of that 100 percent happening isn't very likely yeah i mean i was also wondering this as well There's so many questions for you as a player <laughs> just want to get into your mind really feel, just feel free feel it out um so so another thing that i do as well before work uh, and heading into a call of duty league week is i go and like check out players social medias their youtube channels especially the orgs yeah see what they're up to because like usually the orgs and stuff have really good content and interviews like all of them uh one in particular obviously shout optic because optic have a fantastic content team they have a great routine 
Um, they have tons of stuff that give like insight into their Always team. Always crush it. Always. Um, so it's really, really good. Mm. So I was watching the Optic pre-show mm. uh, heading into the week. And I noticed that um, Hex through to a round table of him and the boys. And it was interesting because Scump actually said then that they weren't good at S&D. So like, I suppose like I'm just, what my question is, is, you know, already kind of knowing that you're not good at S&D, you're notorious in quotes for being bad at S&D. Like it's been such a long time that you've had that reputation. It's not been your best game type. How much of that then affects you? Like you just, it's in your head that you're not a good S&D team and it's, you're not improving because you're not, you know, you're not letting yourself improve as a team. Yeah. Well, so I think that there's a big difference. There's two clarifications when it comes to a team's game types and team's game types potential. And that's, are you not good at it? Or, or like, are you bad at it? Or are you not as good at it as your other game types? Right. So in Optics case, you know, it's okay to not be as good at S&D as you are your hard points. They're a respawn heavy team. They always have been. And even if you go back to when they were winning nonstop events to like AW and, you know, those events going forward, their S&D was known for being worse than their respawns, but they were still clutching up in game fives all the time and winning. If going into this season, you know, Scump is saying our S&D is bad, mm. then that's obviously a major concern that they need to fix because they, when they go into a game five against FaZe, they 100% have it in the back of their minds. Yeah. We're not good at this. We need to try to, fi- we need to pull something out to get to, this to win. Get it to do- yeah. 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 It's it's difficult, isn't it? Because like how much, how much do you think, honestly, like as a player yourself, like, you know, I'm going to guess them up because I can, no. but you are like to me like not even as your girlfriend like you are one of the greatest of all time like you are and, what a definition of a goat is and halo and i say that because i know you don't like me saying it like solidify like yeah. you are the best yeah. but you are one of the greatest of all time you are because you look at your track record we can get into this later on because we'll talk top, about yeah. it it's, it's a it's totally different topic. topic but like to anybody who has any <laughs> this is kind of any sense stop, stop. <laughs> you are you look at your track record it doesn't the stats don't lie Regardless of that, different topic, different time. You know, how much does you getting into your own head and then as a team collectively, Mm. how much does that genuinely affect your game? Not just about, let's just not even talk about S&D for a second, but just in general, all sorts of things, like silly little things maybe as well. How much of it does that honestly get into your head and affect you? So you're just saying about, like basically you're asking like how much does, like you need to have a strong mental game. Is that kind of what you're saying? It could be anything like superstitions. Um, you know, not something just not going your way. Like yeah. something could be really bothering you, but something very small, but just mentally, you yeah. know, it's like not a big deal, but. It, yeah, it, it, it's 100% a factor into anything that you do. And that's yeah. why great teams always seem as though they're best friends inside a game, outside a game. Yeah. And they don't have like any personal tension because if you have personal tension and you bring it in, you're going to have a, you, along the way, we'll have yeah. a problem. And so what you're saying of superstition and stuff yeah. like that you 100% can perform worse in a game type Mm. if it's on your mind, we're not good at this. So, you know, as a player, you just want to be confident going into it no matter what. And you just don't want to have that stuff in your mind. It just 100% doesn't, it it should be, even if you're going game five, game round 11, full confidence, we're going to win this. Yeah. Yeah. How, also another question, I'm so interested in stuff like as a player's (laughs) mentality. Um, 
because obviously I've never competed in esports, but I have competed yeah. in in a different field in, yeah. in actual sport. So, what about best lacrosse when, player, <laughs> best female lacrosse player in Europe? No big deal. Um, never mind. <laughs> we won't even get into it, but yeah, at one point. Um, <laughs> slight, so, fe- slight flex. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Yeah. Um, how like for example, like we talk a lot about on broadcast mm-hmm. and just in general about team dynamic and chemistry and being cohesive because mm. to be honest if you're going to be a good team you need to be a unit and i feel like dallas empire have that kind of down at, yeah. at, at one point or another and definitely to bring them over the line of champs last season okay let's say you're on a team because you might have had this as well like, yeah you know you've been on many teams long so, long time yeah okay what happens when you're on a team and a player or maybe some players mm. are doing things like in game or like near you, it could be either in game or literally physically next to you when you're playing on stage or something that really bothers you. <laughs> Have you ever had that? Where it really, but and you're like, um, I literally, that's just the way that they are. Yeah. Like maybe that's just something that they just do and they yeah. can't control it, but it literally bothers you so much. Uh, Have you ever had that? Yeah. Well, like, you're going to tell us who? Sure, I mean, like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's kind of known. Like, I think with um, Elamite and Strongside, yeah, right. I mean, you know them both, so it makes What's it up, funnier. Carl? But Let's go, they, uh, they both are movers. Like, when they play, okay. they're, they're like this. They're like, and you're, like, I like, do that. Yeah. When you're, when you're competing, Ooh. like, I, it, it didn't, like, bother me. Like I didn't play bad because of it. Or How anything much like of a that. mover are we talking? Like Kyle is like looks like he's about to headbutt his monitor sometimes, and Mike Mike <laughs> like would he's when I teamed with him he was way less of it. But if you go back to like videos of him in like 07, strong side would like yeah. lean back, and then like he'd be like this. So like you know if you're sitting next to him like all of his, like you know you can obviously see <laughs> so it's no, yeah but yeah. like it different people will say different things yeah. it never bothered me i'm focused on, <laughs> i'm focused in game and in game stuff um Just i think kyle yeah i like the out of game <laughs> stuff is way more noticeable well the out of game stuff is way more acceptable because you can't really do anything it's, it's just it, someone's take ex- like, exactly yeah in game that's where having a strong leader in game of fixing maybe someone's bad tendencies mm. and breaking bad habits mm. that's that's they're kind of like two different things honestly yeah like okay this is like a weird comparison but it's anyway i know like how to comparison to ask you mm. so like in lacrosse like yeah. spoiler i used to be a lacrosse player for a long time professional I used to do a thing where, if any of you guys play lacrosse, you'll understand, but it's like a comfort, right? It's like a crutch. It's yeah. like something comfortable. I used to like twiddle my stick around yeah. a lot. Um, I used to do it without the ball in there. I used to do it just like walking around. It's just something I used to do. Mm-hmm. How do you fix that on a team in game if there's something that somebody does and it's like, it's very unnecessary, but yeah. it's something that is like, it works for them because it's like a comfort in game. I don't know really how to like translate no. that and like I don't know what would be the the kind of the same yeah. thing. So I think that But what do you do? So I think that like if I, I can kind of relate it to you so yeah. you understand it. If you were obviously playing lacrosse yeah. and your coach saw you were doing that, right? Yeah. Did they ever try to change it? Yeah. Okay. So they tried <laughs> to they tried to change it. Why did they try to change it? Because it was a negative? Um, if sometimes like if you had the ball in your stick, um, the ball could drop out. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's a risk, I suppose, if you have the ball in okay. your stick. I wouldn't do it as much with the ball in my stick. I can't train myself not to. But with that, like when it's out of your stick, it's more like just, um, 
it just it makes i think like what they would say to me is it makes you look nervous okay like it makes you look more nervous so right. I, I guess it's like a bit so, different though. okay so i was hoping for a different answer that, you, gave me, that you just say no because obviously you were really good so like i didn't think yeah, a coach I mean, would it, try to change at that it. point well to be honest like it was at the beginning yeah when I first did it but and after, then when so, they okay, noticed so it, it was on. like whatever yeah kept, okay like, she doesn't drop it it's right. fine so that's the answer i was looking for <laughs> because when you're on a team yeah you can try to change something like that, but if it but works, it, if it works yeah. don't change it. And if it, if you want to change it, change it slightly, change it slowly to where just over time you're breaking mm -hmm. a habit to take it an extreme. Like, Hey, you can't do this anymore. When it's something that a player could have been doing for six years, yeah. that's impossible. It's impo it's impo it'll, it'll ruin. It could almost like what ruin if it a player. You? Yeah, if it bothers the other player, yeah, you got to be like mentally tough yourself and just kind of deal with it. It just depends on, it depends on what it is. And it depends on, whether or not it's yeah. actually impacting your game. Like, you know, like, okay, like strong side and Elamite, they moved, right? Like they moved outside. Yeah. It didn't impact the game. So for me, it was just one of those, that's them, that's your team. You just got to kind of roll with it and deal with it. Yeah. So it's just about, I think like, it's just got to be mentally tough yourself mm. with it. Okay. Okay. I, I, look, it's like a question answering question <laughs> here. It's like our first ever interview yeah. when we first met. Um, Another question okay. based on like similar kind of things, but like furthering it now yeah. a little bit more. We've talked about like coaches a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, in sports, I feel like co the coaching system in traditional sports is quite intense. So for example, like when I was on the team, what my coach said goes. Yeah. Like that is what we would do. Mm -hmm. If they brought us off for a quick timeout and we're like, this is the play we're making. That was the play we're making yeah. without a doubt. You know, it was, okay. that was it. Um, obviously like you have to adapt based on the other team and what they're doing in the right way, but you still try and execute that plan. Mm -hmm. Any sports coaches, how much of like a genuine kind of authority do they have? Do you think, how much authority do you think they actually need? Yeah. And like, you know, obviously game in game, it's quite fast paced for gaming. I know sport is, but it's just a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, but do you think that esports teams could use that kind of authority in terms of like plays and tactics and stuff? Or do you think it's more to do with the team and the IGL? Yeah. So I think that esports, it's been a change in esports. Coaches used to not really be super significant. Mm. Um, you go to an event and you just kind of like have your friend coach you <laughs> and like call out some times for you. But now it's different. Yeah. And, you know, coaches are paid an actual salary to do an actual yeah like literal they're going to try to help your team improve i think the biggest thing with coaches in esports and something maybe orgs can take from this you need to get a coach that fits your team empire for example i'm going to reference them because they're yeah, kind rambo. of the standard of last year mm. they went and got rambo rambo is very tactical he looks at analytics and he can help the team in that regard yeah but on the same the same token of that empire brought on the right person because crim and shotzi and Hugh and clayster and illy they were like okay with that right if you bring in a coach who's going to go against like the igl and the team and what yeah. they think it's just not going to be a benefit so mm. coaches are super beneficial but yeah. it's about what kind of coach do you need to be for those players yeah definitely i yeah i think it's it's a hard dynamic isn't it yeah i think it's also it's different styles it is different styles yeah. isn't it because you guys, you know, you've always had Chris mm -hmm. as like your coach we and had stuff. Wes and then yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it, had Chris for quite a long time now. Chris for all of Halo 2 right. anniversary. Then Wes, Wes for like six months of Halo 5 and then Chris for the rest for of the remainder. Royal so you've 1. Really in the clutch and Royal properly 1. too. Yeah. Through like 
quite top career. Yeah. Um, but it's different, isn't it? So what what was the difference between Wes and Chris? Do I want to go there? Uh, Wes <laughs> gives way more insight because right. Wes is a professional player. Right. Chris is way more of he is a reminder. Like so, Got Chris you. is Wes was like, I think you guys should be doing this. You're not doing this correctly. Right. Um, give or take, he's not. He was never super harsh with it because right. we do it amongst ourselves enough. Suggestion. Suggestion. And Chris aka royal one is way more of he'll listen to what we say yeah and then we give him reminders like before the game being like chris make sure we're small talking make yeah. sure we're going for power yeah. like so when he's in game when we're in game he'll be like make sure we're doing this and that's that's his style what works better i know it's a really tough question um, and it mean no you know no disrespect to either yeah i think it i think it just depends we coach amongst ourselves a lot like between matt frosty and myself we kind of break everything down yeah so i think chris's style works better but at the same time like i think having west there at the start of halo 5 is probably a good thing because we were also going at the very start of halo 5 we were going through a team change okay. you know we picked up frosty instead of cloud and then mm -hmm. we picked up lethal instead of over two i think having west there probably even helped us get a little bit quicker on the same page right compared to like if we had chris who might give less insight Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm just very interested because, like, it's... I knew it was the same for me. Like, yeah. I love how I'm just, like, <laughs> mixing esports with lacrosse here, but it's the only way, like, that I can... You know, like, for, you know, you do something for so long and it's something that you constantly compare to, yeah. you know? And, and, again, like, it helps me with my competitive nature and mindset and stuff that I kind of revert back to lacrosse. Um, but it's just interesting to, like, compare the two and, like, how how, you know how good coaches really are for esports yeah. teams and like what different teams need and different people. And I think you could even go deeper and say like maybe two, a half one, like two players on your team or half of your team really like this coaching style. And yeah. The other half might not like that coaching style, might like the other. Like it's kind of they, difficult. I imagine that coaches now in Call of Duty, I can only really comment when it comes to coaches on Call of Duty and Halo because yeah. that's what I relate to the most. Games like League of Legends have had coaches for a while way more advanced than anything halo has had yeah. so call of duty is getting more advanced than halo even is mm. but i think that what coaches are probably finding themselves is that they have, you have to speak differently to different people yeah like and you know relate it back to sport people are coached very differently mm. so you might be able to take harsh criticism and you know be told to go sprint do a thousand sprints because you messed up whereas another player might not be able to take that and and still perform to the highest capability definitely you know yeah where so talking about individual players and this can go for cod and halo yeah. together combined and can go for many different esports actually where is the line of on a team being like that superstar that individual player that people are looking at and looks really good and does like crazy things and pulls it off yeah. where's the where's the line end where you're doing that or you then go too far and mess up like, how do you feel about that as like a, as like somebody on a team? I feel like I don't, like I being too flashy. Yeah. I wouldn't of. say you're a flashy player. Yeah. I think you naturally end up being flashy just because you're really good. And the yeah. things that you do are so high level and they are required to win games. I think Thank that's you. like what you do really well is like you fill, you, you do a lot of things where you fill the gaps, yeah. you know, like you, Thanks. and that's really important because you might not have some players that are doing that. And I yeah. think you fill the gaps really, really well. But like where where is that line between a player who 
might take it a step too far and mess things up like how do you deal with that in a team dynamic like how do you then not coach an athlete but discuss it it, it's about having a mutual respect on a team and you know i can i can easily relate this to frosty when we first got frosty in halo 5 he was by far the most individually talented player i've seen he abused the mechanics more than anything i've seen i'm sure like call of duty you're looking at you know shotzi huke Illy, yeah, a lot of these simp a lot of these kids are coming on and they are literally breaking the game <laughs> so um as in i think that like a lot of experienced players just figure out a way to let them be themselves mm. but reel it in to play around your team so that we fits. would let frosty be frosty yeah but he'd do a couple things where you're like no 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 like you can't we can't do that that doesn't work you can do this you can't do that okay and luckily for us with him he's just he just soaked in so much information and he also like plateau so it like it it got to a point where you're explaining stuff to him like obviously he was young and then it gets to a point where you're just like you know, you get, you know, you're like, oh, you actually, you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Like, you like, know when to turn it on. You know when to yeah, draw it back. W- within the first, like, yeah. couple months. It was literally a couple months of, of that. Of And really, it's more so you got to be on the same page. Yeah. So even though he's capable of that, we might not be okay with him doing that because it messes with someone else's gameplay. So after, I mean, Frosty turned into one of the best IGLs I think you'll see across any any game. Yeah. You know, even with Halo, he really is one of the more vocal people with me on our team. Yeah. And then... I mean, you could maybe interview one day him or something, and I'm sure he was probably a vocal leader for Florida the same yeah. way. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he was. Um, okay, so I think this has naturally transitioned into Halo. So yeah. we're going to discuss a little bit of Halo. Obviously, on the weekend, we had a couple of different Halo tournaments happening. We had Halo 5, we had Halo 3. You played in both of them because yep. you're one talented guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so discuss it with me what happened talk to me because um, w- i obviously wasn't there yeah so it went almost <laughs> perfect um got second in the halo 5 thing Stop and got enough. first in the halo 3 <laughs> thing um it went you know it went good yeah. you know i'm just trying to stay sharp for infinite um it's a weird it's a weird time for halo and mm. we'll talk about it with infinite and stuff but you care but you don't at the same time right. because when you're playing you want to win you know you're trying so hard to compete and you want to play at the highest level yeah so for this halo 5 stuff you know it's like i want to play in it but then when we lose it it's like ah, like that that stinks but there's next week yeah compared okay. to when you're at an actual event i mean it'll break your heart losing you know it, it'll devastate you for days and then you got to go back and do the whole thing over again yeah so it's just an interesting time gaming right like halo right now it's not really much about practicing it's just about staying sharp yeah which is really different to what i like about halo i like the everyday practice and having yeah i like the grind no pun intended and <laughs> having your team feel like you're improving to be better than everybody else yeah you're trying to reach you, you got goals yeah where now there's just to... now it's kind of like mm-hmm. you're doing the same old same old and the, go- the goal is the same for everyone but there's just not that everyday goal which yeah personally i really like yeah it, it can be it can be really tough and obviously like we live together we you know our lives are very much mm-hmm. intertwined like that and yeah i think i do feel like it's hard for you because i feel like you're very competitive your team is competitive and i think it's just naturally like that just because of the success that you guys have had and that's that's also goes for you know the rest of the teams yeah that are involved in the halo franchise and how that it's not just us feeling that way yeah Yeah. it's it's everybody everybody feels and i think that's voiced a lot on social media and but you know what i just gotta say like i 
I know that there are a lot of negatives out there. I know that things can always be done better. That's yeah. for everything. But I've got to say, you know, I feel like Halo and not just Halo, not just HGS, but them included and other platforms and other production teams and tournament organizers are doing a good job still trying to keep that community alive, yeah. trying to keep that fire burning. Um, putting on these tournaments i know like what halo 3 is like 12 years old yeah something like that halo 5 is getting old too. probably more than halo 5 like sprouted a few gray hairs yeah. now yeah. a few grays uh maybe glasses in the next year um not watch, glasses watch aren't it. old i was gonna say watch it i think All they're right. cute thank you they're really cute um but getting on you yeah. know these games are old and i think they're doing a good job of trying to still like keep that recycling going keep it fun yeah keep and it's great money it's on the line or still you know th there's still money Something to be to, to be made and obviously it's not been the most ideal of times with coronavirus the pandemic yeah. but the fact that people are still willing to try and keep that churning keep that going is fantastic yes things can improve always that's with everything anything everything and anything there's always improvements to be made and i think you know that is known to them as well but hopefully you know, hopefully good things on the horizon yeah. and it's difficult to keep up that competitive streak and that like fire in your belly yeah. because you want something new to, com you know, to compete with. And it's hard because I think for you guys, especially, and like you said, you lose and you're like, oh, well, yeah. like, you wouldn't normally be like that. No, you know, it's just not, that's not normal or natural for you guys. No, not at all. And uh, like, I don't want to like downplay it because obviously, I mean, you know, I go downstairs yeah. and like punching the air like of how frustrated i am about like how annoying like you know console yeah. is or like you know whatever whatever complaint i can have that day yeah um of that's why no, it that's might, normal uh, yeah but Everyone's so it's not that. like i just don't care like clearly i do yeah. but it's just it's hard to it's hard to stay super competitive and in that competitive mindset and you know this this season season two of the pro series yeah. i'm pushing myself to you know try to compete in everything i can for that exact reason of I'm going to make sure that I'm as competitive as possible heading into infinite. Whereas yeah. the first pro series, I was just super frustrated mm. with everything as I think a lot of people yeah. are. Yeah. Um, and was way more on the complaint side. And I just didn't like, you know, like, you know me better than anyone. I just don't like remaining in a negative mindset. Oh, no, you don't. I remember you coming up to me. He came up to me one day. You literally came up to me and you said, Am I tweeting too negatively? Yeah. And I said, like, you know, no and yes. Yeah. Like, look, it's your platform. Yeah. It's your social media. You should be able to voice your opinion, say what you want to say. And if things aren't going the way that you want them to go, or you have a, a feeling or emotion about that, you should be able to express that. And I think it's, I think it's also warranted. Yeah. Because it's a tough time. Like, you know, obviously there's terrible things happening in the world around us. And the one thing that you love to do it is, it is unfortunately, it's just not happening right now. Like, yeah. you know, you've been, I mean, how long have you been waiting for Infinite to come out? Such a long time. Since Su 2018? Yeah, November such a long of 2018. Time. So it's like, you know, it's it's like waiting on that delivery. You know, you've, you've bought something off Amazon and you really want it and it hasn't come you and you're the, you and you're looking, prime and you're looking just, at you're looking at you know the tracking yeah and it keeps getting it delayed says it's in your city but it's not delayed. there yeah, yeah. And it keeps <laughs> rotating around no but you know it, yeah. it's understandable why you feel that way and i don't think that there's anything wrong with that 
but i understand why you came up yeah. to me and asked that well, question the thing with being like too negative too i had a like i've said i had a, a different approach going into this season obviously with trying to be so competitive and i'm just trying to enjoy it more because last season the problem is i understand being you know the time that we're in with yeah. covid and not just we're not getting to play the new game and everyone feels the same way but i want things to be run ran correctly yeah and things have gotten better but they're not perfect right and when it comes to competing in a 13 year old game in a 13 year old game and a five year old game or something like that in 2021 there's no reason for it to not be perfect it's yeah. pretty simple yeah. you know so that's where the frustration really got into and i've just been trying to get better of flowing with the punches and not wasting i don't want to say wasting my energy but just yeah bringing negative energy because yeah. I want to remain excited. I want I want to love to compete. I know. And when it just feels like constant negatives and constant negatives, like you just can't win. Even yeah. if you, even though we were winning, like yeah. for the Halo Five Pro yeah. Series, we won a good amount. Yeah. I still was just like, I know it's not good. Yeah, not good enough. I know, but that will change. Yeah, that will definitely I'm confident. change. I mean, we know that it will change. Yeah, it's happening. It's in the pipeline. Um, I think like. Just to round off everything yeah. that we have been discussing, I think the final topic we'll talk about very quickly is infinite. Yeah. Um, now, if you do know Snakebite and his YouTube channel, you'll know that he's talked a lot about infinite, a lot about maybe what to expect, a lot about how to maybe prepare for it. Again, this is all hearsay. This is all like pondering. Mm. Um, but if you're going to listen to anybody, I'd listen to him because obviously like there is going to remain some form of Halo-esque type gameplay in the new Halo. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can try and prepare yourself in different ways for it. And you can kind of look at the natural progression of Halo games and kind of how that's worked. And hopefully we'll have an inkling of what is to come. Soon. With that in mind, mm -hmm. we talk about, you know, well, sorry, you talk about what, like, the fact that you literally just want this to be a good game. Mm -hmm. What would make Halo Infinite for you a good game? What would make it Man, a good game? This question. It's a hard question. It, it is. I have the same answer every time when it comes to this question. And it's, I don't know. Because I don't know what makes a good game. And, you know, you like, tell me if you feel the same. And, you know, anyone in the comment section, if you made it I, this far. I guess, I guess maybe what we said right at the beginning. Yeah. That you want to play it. You want to play it. And you know, like, you, it's like an addiction. And you know it's a good game because you just want to keep playing it over and over and over again. Yeah. I don't know. I have such mixed feelings because I love classic Halo and I love professional Halo. Yeah. Or not professional. I love classic and I love the new advanced kind of Halo 5 style. Yeah. So for me, I'm cool with either. And I just want it to be the best game possible. Yeah. And that's what I, I just want it to succeed. So I know what I want on the esports side. But when it comes to the actual in game, it's like give me whatever you need to do to make it as big as it possibly can be right and so i don't know i don't know what makes a good game but i just hope that the esports side is ready to go yeah and the yeah. game is ready to be updated and sorted through okay so we've talked about like you know going into infinite and you know it can be quite scary when you're yeah. kind of like putting the rest of your career on the line for this game because you've been waiting for so long yeah, for it absolutely. but let's just talk about what it does feel like to be there with a game that you love being at the top like worlds so obviously you've won two world championships now mm -hmm. um not too shabby uh <laughs> but what you know what is the feeling of 
getting to that point winning worlds because i know that there was a little bit of controversy i suppose with you guys winning worlds and like how you reacted to it so talk to me about that like you know what was it like to have that response from fans from people the general public watching you go through that because i know it meant a lot to you but it didn't look that way right yeah um so basically like you know i've been competing a long time obviously winning a million dollar tournament i'd say that there was significantly more eyes on us and after we won i learned that people will be very upset at you if you don't react (laughs) the way they want you to react that's just life baby yeah you know and like for full clarification i do understand because we won a life-changing amount of money and i think that a lot of people had they won that amount you know they'd be jumping up and down and a lot of competitors are like that but it's happy though oh yeah i was i mean i was unbelievably happy it was it, it was a mix of i think the reason why i don't react the way other people would per se is because i'm just a very when it comes to competing i'm a very stressed out person i put a lot of high expectation on us for that event specifically especially we were the favorites going into it Mm -hmm. we were meant to win it just to clarify which worlds um the first world championship Mm -hmm. the one you know that was like the biggest deal because it was the first time halo had seen this like massive (laughs) amount of money money. you know then you go to second world it's a little bit less same thing with third but the first one was like yeah you you didn't know if a second one was coming yeah so you had to win the first one and we were like favorites to win it and i was so unbelievably happy but at the same time i just felt it was it's almost like a sigh of relief Mm. of like finally this is kind of over (laughs) and you know it's it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing when it comes to me because i think that's probably why i've been so competitive for so long but I do wish I was different sometimes and enjoyed those moments of like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you say like, it was the happiest time of your life. Like, I mean, you came no. into it. It came in. It wasn't. No. That wasn't the best moment. One of the best moments of your life at that point. Oh, yeah. At that, at that point. point. Yeah. Okay. At that point. That's sure. what I'm talking about. So at that point for you, though, that was like, whoa. Yeah. Hold on a second. Like best moment of my life right now. So yeah. far. Um, why do you think it was that you didn't, and you and the rest of your team, why did you not show emotion? Like, what, what was the reasoning behind that, do you think? Yeah, we showed emotion. It just wasn't the way other people would react. You know, I turned and, like, high-fived Wes. I think I gave, like, TJ a hug or something like that. Like, <laughs> wow. you know, normally we're just like, hey, good game, man. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and you've seen it. But for that, it was a little bit, di- like, we definitely reacted slightly different. We just right. weren't hopping up and down, super excited. And, you know, I remember being on the stage and literally, I've told you this story before. I was on the stage when they announced this like pro league after right. world champs. My mind immediately went to, oh my God, we got to start getting ready. Like how long are we going to take off? We can't take that long off, the grind you know? Real. And I'm being like, you know that I'm being a hundred percent truthful. That's how my mind when it works. comes to competing works. So I think you're, we, you're already in somewhere yeah, else. You're it, already like, okay, I need to perform. Yeah in the next i'm thing. trying to get better at it because yeah. it's okay to take a day in the moment yeah exactly it's okay i've learned over time it's okay to take some time off after the event's over after you yeah. put in the work and it's done yeah it's okay but yeah like i just you know i look back to a lot of like the competitors that i've played against for a long time roy lunchbox snipe down you know those guys have won a lot and a lot against me yeah um going back before this year or yeah. 2016 yeah. is what i'm talking about and I mean, it's just, you know, they were hopping up and down every time they won, super excited and throwing some woos out there. Yeah. And like, it's just not me. It's yeah. just not us. Um, 
I get where people are coming from with it, and I, I can't say if we ever are fortunate enough to win a world championship again, our reaction will be any different, but I guess you just kind of, like, accept that, you know? It's a natural reaction, yeah. right? And it's not much you can do about it, you know? Like, you're not going to be fake when you're up there. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a real re- reaction, and I guess it's like, I think maybe some, you know, a lot of people could maybe realize that, you know, you spent a long time, a you lot didn't, of hard you work. You didn't win the lottery. Yeah, you no, know? you you worked hard for that. I played. You're exhausted. I played for <laughs> I think I don't know how long the, it was. The game was out. I think it was probably like five months or something yeah. like that. I played every day for other than traveling. I played every day for probably ten hours a day. Yeah, and our team did not miss. And shout out Halo Data Hive. We did not miss a single day of practice. Like logged, it is logged. We did not miss a day of practice for nearly three years. Yeah. So like when we win tournaments. It's not, I'm super appreciative and you know, everyone who knows me knows that I cannot be happier that we won and that we are in the situation that we're in. Yeah. But, you know, I think I've gotten better at getting that across my interviews of how, how happy I really am. But my actual reaction of when we win is like, okay, we did what we were supposed to do. Like, yeah, let's go get the next one now. Okay. Well, talking about like winning and stuff. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Just a quick topic on it while we're in it, but infinite. How excited or slash nervous are you about the influx of brand new young yeah. players? <laughs> because we all know like there seems to be quite a pattern yeah. of really young, talented players mm-hmm. that just worm their way through and come out of the woodworks. And suddenly it's like, whoa, a meta change because yeah. of how good they are in the game. And they figured stuff out that mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't have been figured out by previous pro players or vets that are still playing because they are so used to like, one one, one style way. and one meta mm-hmm. so are you nervous about it or excited i think it's like more excited than nervous um to act as though i'm not nervous in the best way would be a lie i'm yeah. always I, I say this all the time i'm not nervous i'm anxious because okay. i'm not nervous to go compete i'm just anxious of like okay new people are going to come in and try to try to do this yeah. with me like all right let's go then but like the waiting of it is way worse than the actual yeah like when the game's out I feel really lucky. That I, we were talking about this before. There's a statistic. I forget where I saw it, but across every new game, new mm-hmm. Halo game that's came out, I'm sure Call of Duty is somewhat similar. And I don't know how to say other games, but Call of Duty. Um, when a new game comes out, 50% of pros are replaced. Right. So, you know, I've been that's a pro. That's scary. Yeah. So it's very scary. <laughs> oh but at the same God. time, you know, I've been a professional player for 12 years now, yeah. going on 13. I'm doing something okay. and so it's like it's can be terrifying when you look at it in terms of numbers but i just look at it as i still feel like i'm capable yeah and i think that halo 5 was probably the worst of what the advanced movement was going to be which caters to let's say a younger audience yes so if i just keep doing what i did in that time period which is work really hard and study nonstop and you know really take it serious then you know i think i'll be okay and i hope a new influx of players comes in because when i step away from the game whenever that is going to be could be a couple years could be 10 i don't know yeah i want to be able to look back on like halo esports and feel like how i did when i was 13 yeah when i was 13 and became a pro player did you feel like one of those guys at 13 like hey look at me yeah play the game better than you it was very different back then okay you weren't respected nearly as when you were a young pro player back then you weren't respected you were looked at as like a dumb kid yeah back then where now i think that because 
I was like my whole team, for example, we've all been pro players since we're like 13 to 16. Mm. So I think that we have that different outlook that maybe the guys back then didn't have. But, you know, when I step away, I want to be able to like look back and be excited for the 16 year old that goes pro and sky's the limit. And this is your career and this is where you're going to go right now. It's like it's just it's unfortunate watching a lot of great young talent, one, not get the opportunity because there's not a new game or two they were pro okay like Shotzi or something like that mm. frosty for a little bit and they feel the need to leave because it's wasting years yeah do you think like you know second worlds mm-hmm. uh, not sorry not second worlds sorry the worlds i was at the, I, when i said second worlds i meant when you got second place. yeah <laughs> sorry ouch do you like that um <laughs> yeah it's bad bad memes um do you feel like... The one like that got away. The one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like that is the reason you guys lost it? Because of that influx of new talent? I mean, no. you had Renegade, you had Shotzi no. on that team on Splice, and they were playing a different yeah. Halo. They were, like, you were playing the same game, but you were yeah. playing a different Halo. I think... Um, a different yeah. so yeah, I can, type of way. So very shortly, no. I don't think okay. that's why we lost. I think that if that's why we lost, then we wouldn't have went on to win. Sure. We went on to win London. the last two events. We won London, we won Atlanta. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of things... I'll kind of like sum it up quickly and I don't want this to sound an excuse because at the end of the day, yeah. they're world champions. We got second. Yeah. Um, there were just a lot of things that happened in the game. When we won the last event of 2017, it was Denver's an October event, Denver 2017. We thought we won the last Halo 5 event. Yeah. From what we had heard and what we were kind of gathering, we thought we were done. Sure. We didn't play the game and it's our own fault. And that's why I can't stress it enough. It's our fault. But we didn't play the game for four months. Mm. And then we had stuff going on with Optic. Like once we started playing, because we found out that there's like this third world championship. Yeah. We had this whole deal go down with Optic where, you know, Optic wasn't Hex's Optic anymore. And we're trying to figure out contracts. And it was just like a really stressful time. Yeah. So it was partly because it was a new meta came in. Mm -hmm. But we were no longer like the one who set the meta because we didn't put in the time to do it. Yeah. Like plain and simple, we just didn't. And we didn't, no matter what, even if we ended up winning that third world championship, we wouldn't have deserved it yeah. because we did not put in the work. I don't blame us 100% because right. it's not it's not 100% our fault. There were just a lot of external factors that I wish weren't there. But, mm. you know, it, hey. is, it is what it is. I can't swear here, but you know what I would have say? Stuff happens. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And I, I, did you learn from that? oh yeah yeah you just you just can't take your foot off the pedal pedal because yeah. there's always you know i i tell people this all the time with shotzi and renegade and even that that splice team in general they were an incredible team and when they formed i knew they were going to be incredible but when you look at like prior like shotzi prior shotzi yeah. minus the one event he won in 2017 he was getting like top six yeah renegade was getting like fourth with straight ripping mm. like by no means were they like hundred percent just challenging us that year yeah but then we let off the gas mm. they went and formed a team with um eco and stellar who had yeah. been uh, like ar- like arguably our toughest competition yeah and because we took our foot off the brake off the brake off the pedal yeah we just fell way behind and credit to them because they took the opportunity and you know i'm not saying even if we had played i'm not saying we mm-hmm. would have won mm-hmm. but you know it's just it's one of those things you learn from it and um yeah even in these like grassroots years where people aren't caring people aren't you know like 2019 for example mm-hmm. you go to grassroots you go to halo 3 we were the only team that practiced yeah we didn't need to but we did it because 
it's kind of like now ingrained like I'm not I don't want to lose to I don't lose. ever want to lose and be You've like had that feeling I don't ever want to yeah. lose and be like well I just, we just didn't play enough yes yeah you, you, you want to lose just because you literally couldn't you couldn't have done it and it more. happened we yeah. lost plenty of times in our career from 2016 to 2018 you know we'd lose you did everything you the could. odd event yeah you know we get upset and there's a different like acceptance to it we would lose and i'd be mad but i was like okay with it at the same time because we did everything possible mm -hmm. to win that event but when you lose the event because you didn't put in enough time or you yeah. didn't practice or maybe you knew something was wrong with your game and you didn't fix it it is infuriating yeah because you didn't necessarily lose because of your capability you lost because of your lack of preparation and your yeah. lack of like care talking about lack of care you know obviously like combining everything all together the youngsters yeah. reactions lack of caring yeah. <laughs> brings me to a thing that i think about every time and i'm obviously just messing because it does make me giggle when i think about it yeah. but i've got to say seattle worlds mm -hmm. splice do it do it to you yeah. sorry um, it was a rough final it's rough. It was very rough i first time that i'm you know got my shot at halo yep. i was interviewing um it's it was where we great met. it was where we met and i won <laughs> he's a real winner <laughs> just joking i was the winner um and i get on stage to do the interview yeah the, the world championship team interview and their initial reaction after winning a fat bag and they whip out this button i'm sure you guys remember it the that was easy button mm -hmm. and i i was mortified on stage because i wasn't expecting that um I knew there were, you know, there was some youngsters Young. on the team. Yeah. We had like Eco on the team as well. It's Stella. They'd been around. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting that yeah. kind of level of, I don't know, just, I wouldn't say disrespect because it's not disrespectful to me. You know, it is what it is. They're trying, they're trying to have fun. I get that. But I think it was more so like, I was very shocked. Yeah. I like, they had just won. Mm -hmm. You'd won. You'd want a lot of money. You'd want a lot of reputation, a lot of respect. And that was honestly how you wanted to be remembered yeah. at that interview. It was really tough. What did you, what did you make of it? Because obviously you watched it happen. I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't actually I got see told, it happen? You yeah. got told. I, we lose. You, I let you, other people. Especially at a time like yeah, that. I understand. I let other people have their moment. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'll see it. So you were told. Did I you watch told. it back? No. I never right. went back and watched that. I, I will go, like, I'll go back and watch every game that we lose. But, like, I don't watch, like, a post-game interview. No. Yeah. You know? That's not, I'm not that. necessarily learning Especially from when that. it's, like, that was disrespectful to you guys to a degree, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, like. I didn't mind. I think as a young, as a young person. That's how I looked at it. Young kids. Yeah. Oh, but that's the thing, though. But they're young kids, right? Yeah. But they just, like, they achieve something so incredible for their age. And to do it like that as well to take you guys down yeah double world champions mm -hmm. you know you were also going for the three p mm -hmm. that was huge to do that yeah um i'm not trying to like bring you no, down it's okay but like to actually then say that mm. like on stage that is what that is what you wanted to say it's just i don't know it's a bit strange I to think, me i think that you it's can alien. look at it two ways and part of <laughs> i think me. that you can look at it two ways and it's both a good thing and a bad thing right because it's a bad thing because it's certainly not being necessarily a role you're not being what's expected you're not being a, a role model mm. of well we worked hard and you know i'm so happy with my team and that's again that's kind of like what people expect yeah. when you win and i again 100 percent understand that part of it but it's also just like it was just them being them 
And yeah. there are young kids, and even like Stellar and Eco, right? Eco, I don't know how old Kevin was at the time. He was like older, you know. Kevin's yeah. Kevin's above twenty at that yeah. point. I think he's probably like twenty four at that point. And Braden, being Stellar, I think he probably was like twenty as well. Okay, so he's quite young. But yeah, like still young. But they just like hadn't been in the spotlight. Like right. it takes a little bit to learn. Like okay, I'm in the spotlight now, <laughs> and I need to like yeah, I need to like clean up my act a little bit. And we mm. were there. We yeah. were there. Yeah. Like we said dumb stuff on stream, like talking trash yeah, to people. Oh, it's very it's very different. I know. In front of all those people with a trophy kids, and then a bag kids, in your hand. Do you know what I mean? It's kids being kids yeah, though. Yeah, it's true. You know? It's just hard because it, they they like it wasn't even done in the best joking no, way. I know. It was just like a little yeah. giggle fest of like children. Yeah. And that's kind of like how I saw it. I mean, I they was didn't hit blushing it once and then answer like the question. It was just like No. Yeah. It was like that was all they'd say. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, kill me now. I think part of it, I think honestly, <laughs> honestly though, I think part of it, it's why they were able to beat us because they, they didn't that care. Level of they arrogance. didn't care. Yeah, yeah. They like they set their meta and the way they wanted to play and they just, they didn't care. They didn't yeah. care about anything else. They didn't care about what they were supposed to act like, what they were supposed to do. They just did it their way. Yeah. And I mean, I want to act like it was appropriate for the stage, you know, for yeah. that magnitude of an event. But, definitely got remembered though didn't yeah it? but i'm sure it's a learning experience you yeah. know shasi's been around a long time or not a long time but he's been winning consistently now yeah you know after that year he goes to yeah. call of duty all good from what i've seen from him seems like a mature yeah. young kid <laughs> for the most part right yeah. absolutely yeah he's, got, he's come a long way yeah. no um yeah it's it's interesting because it's just like for me just mm. being like you know selfish in this part just my job and stuff it's not ideal yeah. It's just not ideal. And it taught me a lot as well because like I think now I would have a joke with it and like make I'd not even make fun of them, but just be I like think, very quiet. I think like, I even did that. I think honest. part of it though yeah. is it showed the need for there to be media training and people to be to feel yeah. for professional players to feel comfortable to do in it. front of a camera. Because yeah. they they all and I'm not saying this is in a bad way, it's a very sincere way, they all had a hard time with that. They yeah. never felt comfortable in front of a camera. They never felt comfortable being interviewed. Yeah. To the point when I teamed with Eco, he was like, How do I get people to like like me? Like what am I doing wrong? Be yourself. And I was like, dude, just be yourself. You know, like and then like they would ask me questions about like how do I answer an interview correctly? Yeah. And it's like those yeah. are all things for the level of player they are, they should have already known it, but they didn't. And yeah. I think that's what it, I remember also like I don't want to like call them out, you know. Regionals were going to the finals against um, Splice. We actually beat them at regionals in the winners' semis. Oops. And no, we got stomped. We got like eight would in the finals. So no. Oh dear. Um, Golden Boy is interviewing me. Yeah. And he's interviewing Renegade, and obviously he knows Renegade is what pre pre game. Yeah, like pre finals. Uh oh. Okay. So he goes okay. This is going to be the question. He doesn't even say it to me. He knows like, like he, I know Golden Boy. So he's like, I don't need to worry about you. Like, I know you know what you're going to say. Yeah. Goes, John, uh -oh. Renegade, I'm going to say this. Have your answer ready. What are you going to say? Not even joking. It was like two seconds before it's about to go live. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> so, and then like, he ended up getting an answer out. Right. But the point being, something you do really well, something I think Golden Boy did really well. You he, prep. Prep. Mm -hmm. Prep, prep, prep. And well, that, you can tell when someone's un yeah, uncomfortable. Exactly. But yeah. I just think, I think that's a I big... I did it with Shotzi. Yeah. The first ever interview he'd ever did, I'm pretty sure, mm -hmm. was with me at Worlds properly. And he was terrified. And he even told me that. And I said, look, you know, you just talk to me. Not a big deal. 
forget the camera yeah. we're having a chat um and he did great yeah. and i think when you remember to do that then you're fine because yeah. all all we want from you we don't want your answer doesn't have to be super intelligent yeah. and cohesive at all we just want you to be yourself and we're just it's a snippet of what you're thinking and who you are mm -hmm. so like you know it's not there to be judgmental and it's not there to test you it's literally just to find out how you're feeling what you're thinking what was behind that it, it does and take some time it does it because does take time. even though yeah. you don't want that like you you're, it's not meant to be like you're not being judged right like when no. you interview someone you're not judging them no never but as a professional player you don't you don't choose the spotlight. You you automatically get put in the spotlight. Yeah. So like, yeah, you, do. you know, I'm not yeah. going to act like it's not, it wasn't intimidating the first time I went and did an interview on a stage in front of, I don't know how many of people. Of course, it'd be intimidating. It'd be and then for me. on top of that, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, and then on top of that, you know how many thousands of people are watching and it's like, okay. Well, you're not, you're not, you haven't come here to be the best interviewer yeah, in the world. Exactly. You've come here to be the best player in the world. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's different, but it is one of those things and it happens in traditional sports as well, but it comes, it starts to become part and parcel, isn't mm -hmm. it? Like media and interviews and all sorts of things like content. I mean, look at, look at the Call of Duty teams now. Oh yeah. I mean, they are, I won't be nervous. They're in all sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, just look at like, look at the CDL and look at the, what, the picture and the, the esports picture and the, wait, <laughs> And the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the posing and stuff like that. You can tell, I think you can tell to a certain degree, some of them don't feel comfortable, oh, yeah. especially in season one. But season two, it's bumped up quite a yeah. lot and they become a little bit more like comfortable with yeah. it. And you see a bit of their personality in it. But I remember I'm, like Arsites, I was interviewing him and he was like, oh my gosh, he could see like the trailer of, mm. you know, the interview I was about to do with him before you headed into break. And he was like, oh my God, that is so awkward. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like he was mortified watching himself do it. And yeah, I mean, hey, look, when I watch stuff back of me, aren't I? I'm like, oh my God, kill me. Like yeah. I hate it. But it's part of the, it's part of the thing that you're doing. It's part of your career. Um, and it gets easier. It yeah. does get easier. The more you do it, the more comfortable you become. And it, it gets a little easier. Yeah, for sure 100 percent, no doubt i mean we've we've had a good run on this podcast yeah. haven't we? great first episode yeah i get, i feel like i could talk for know, another forever, hour right i know that's why we started the podcast though all right <laughs> that's is. why we started the podcast because we could talk about everything and everything yeah. forever but now um, we just got to break it up a little bit we do we have to break up i also want to mention though as well um obviously we have social media for our podcast and our podcast and you can reach us there if you have any questions or you know, you just want to get involved and have your say on what you think each week. But um, please feel free to tweet us uh, or message us. Yeah. Anything, leave a comment below, whatever it may be, whatever platform you're watching on, whether it's or Spotify, listening. iTunes, whatever, YouTube. Lovely Lis to see you or guys. listening on. Yeah, listening, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, let us know. Uh, you can always reach us on our Twitter and uh, I'll put it on the screen for you guys here as well. But um, give us some uh, topics. If you guys want to yeah. hear us talk about certain things, you've got a question, a pressing question, um, let me know with a ton of exclamation marks um, <laughs> and question marks, please. Uh, but yeah, just let us know because we're happy to talk about whatever it is. Happy to answer questions, right? And if yeah. you have questions on what we've spoken about in a week. Yeah, it could be questions about esports. Yeah. Like we said, like we want this to be 
about everything. Yeah, so it could be questions about things. <laughs> yeah, it could be questions about things in esports. You know, both of our careers, yeah. our life, just our life in general. You yeah. know, obviously we don't get too personal, but I mean, like we don't really care too much. Obviously, yeah. of yeah. you know appropriate questions to, yeah. to talk about. You Absolutely. know how we met, stuff like that. Yeah, we, we but, can talk about it all. You know, yeah. um, let but, us know. Yeah, please do let us know. Um, I think we need to rate. The coffee oh we're rating because, the coffee yeah so columbia adventure weights coffee it tastes like a bold roast to me yeah like deep bold probably a little dark. bit nutty dark. It dark is it dark, dark roast that's what know. it's called dark roast i think it's dark there's also bold i'm pretty sure oh i did not know that yeah we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to get better at our uh, linger or coffee terminology yeah. we'll have <laughs> we're just gonna be here like taste like a summer breeze i will become a it's professional light roast I'll, i will become a professional coffee taster yeah we will um so yeah, d- decent that, really yeah. decent. If you really do like a strong coffee, put some hairs on your chest and uh, wake you up in the morning for sure within the yeah. first three sips. This one's your guy. Cute little uh, toucan on the front as well. Uh, but we need to rate it. You want to rate it? You go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this a seven out of 10. Okay. Um, solid seven. It's lovely. I do like a strong cup of coffee. Um, you do. I don't like it too strong where I'm almost like... Really? A bit too wired, yeah. But um, I, I feel think like you always want. I do like strong. A strong coffee. I do like strong, yeah. but I think this is a solid seven out of ten. Okay. I do enjoy it. Um, I like that some seriously good climbers had to go <laughs> six thousand one hundred feet up a mountain to get yeah. this for me. It's very exclusive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can get. I'm sure you can get this at the store and online and stuff. But very cool. Uh, really like it. And the packaging is really cute too. It makes is. you feel like you're in a yeah. rainforest, doesn't it? I'd say 7.5 for me. 7. You gave it, me a 0.5. Yeah, I threw in the 0.5 because it's a little bit of a disclaimer. It's a 7.5 if you like a dark roast coffee. Yeah, okay. If you don't, you're not going to, it's not for you. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you got to know what kind of coffee you like. Absolutely. And then you got to go, you got to go get it. Yeah. So well, 7.5. Solid one. We'll have to try another one next week. And also, if you have any suggestions of coffees you want us to try, yeah, please do. And you're too scared to, let us know because we'll drink literally anything on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but that is going to do it for episode one of Two Times the Grind. We are honestly so thankful for you joining us and watching and tuning in and listening. Uh, appreciate you so much. Uh, next week, we'll have brand new topics to talk about. I'm sure it'll be more about the Call of Duty League, a little bit more on Halo, I'm sure, as well. And if you guys have anything to add, then please do let us know but until then thank you so much for watching see you next week stay on the block